0: Welcome to your Happy Ever After podcast. I am Deanna Murphy, the founder of Deanna Murphy International and the creator of the Christian Women's Entrepreneur Discipleship Program, Your Happy Ever After. And be sure to join your Happy Ever After community. There is a link in the podcast description And there is a Facebook link on my podcast page. So this podcast is for separated and divorced Christian female entrepreneurs who want to overcome past toxic relationships, who are ready to tear down and eliminate everything holding them back and who are fiercely committed to going all in with God and kingdom living. Welcome back to our 10-week series on the foundational keys to living your happy ever after. Week 10. Can you believe it? Wow. 10 weeks flies by so fast. And the older I get, the faster they fly by. I'm thinking that I'm going to have to get a belt that looks like a seatbelt and just wear it all the time now, because time is just flying by faster and faster every year. I used to have a belt that looked like a seatbelt. I don't know where it went. I'll have to find it. Um, So last week, I discussed the final key to living your happy ever after. And today, in our final episode in the series, I'm going to talk about your purpose in the kingdom as an entrepreneur but before we get started i want to start with a prayer all right so please join me oh jesus thank you so much thank you that we've made it through 10 weeks lord in this amazing series the foundational keys to living your happy ever after and thank you that our happy ever after is purely based on our relationship with you you are everything that we need you are our rock our foundation our strong tower our protector our provider you are so many things to us lord everything that we need and our happiness can be found in you lord thank you so much and lord i just want to pray for this beautiful woman of god right now that's listening that through this series lord that you would just bless her abundantly lord i pray lord that you would remind her of the principles she learned through this series and that you would help her to truly discover her happy ever after life no matter what's happened to her in the past lord no matter what's going on right now in her present lord that you would help her to discover that happy ever la- life that brings so much joy and confidence and purpose and freedom and abundance, Lord. And Lord, I pray that as we go through this last episode in this 10 week series, that you would just really open her heart and mind and her ears and her eyes, Lord, to just really get the full picture And to see the purpose and the plan that you have in her life for uh, to be an entrepreneur and what that looks like for her, for her experiences, her circumstances, her skills, her knowledge, everything, Lord, that you would just bring it all together for her, Lord, today, that she could see very clearly the path forward as an entrepreneur and as a co-creator in a business with you, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you would just use me in a mighty way, that you would work in me and through me to say the things that you would want me to say to this woman. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. get tongue-tied sometimes. Sorry about that. So first, let me start off by saying that as an entrepreneur in the kingdom, you have the highest calling and the biggest potential to make the most impact. And how exciting is that? I think that's really exciting. But, you know, I hear a lot of Christians, both men and women, who have an entrepreneurial spirit and who want to start their own business, but either they don't know how or they don't know what they should be doing. And I also hear a lot of them say that they don't want to be rich, you know, that oh, I don't need to be rich, I just need enough money to cover my bills, or I just need enough money to retire comfortably, or, you know, different things like that, and they don't want to have to worry about money or paying their bills, and they don't want to be famous, and they don't want to be an influencer, but here's the thing, God wants to take you way beyond these statements and these beliefs, and the desire that you have in your heart to start your own business was given to you by God. And he has a plan and a purpose for your business that is bigger and better than anything that you can imagine. So by saying that you just want to be, if you have any of these beliefs and there's no judgment or condemnation, I'm just, I'm just pointing this out. Hopefully give you an aha moment. If you you are saying that you don't want to have, um, you know, you don't want to be famous or you don't want to be an influencer or you don't want to get rich, then that's basically saying that you are not giving permission for God to work in your life because God only does the biggest, best stuff, right? Like God is not mediocre. God does not settle for okay or just enough. God is in the abundance business and Jesus came to give us life more abundantly and that when we say that we're okay with just a little, we are stifling the power of God and the Holy Spirit to move in our life, to move in our business and to impact lives. Okay, so, so what that means is that you have to be visible. You have to be known. You have to grow your business in profits and impact. And I know, I know, a lot of that sounds super scary, especially if you've got to get on camera and go live on social media. So many people are afraid of that. And the biggest thing that people are afraid of is the fear of judgment and the fear of uh, people calling them out or imposter syndrome. But you know what? God is bigger than all of that. And those are just limiting beliefs that we have based on something that happened in our past. And like I have said before, if we can change our thoughts, we can change our feelings around that. And when you heal your heart and renew your mind, you can move through that stuff uh, confidently and become the influencer and have the impact that God wants you to have. And, you know, if it sounds scary to do all that, just, just that just means that there's a bigger opportunity for some heart healing. Right. So praise the Lord that that was revealed. Um, and if you're an entrepreneur that thinks or has said out loud in the past that you don't want to get rich, I want you to lean in right now and I want you to listen very closely because I know a lot of Christians who think this. Your business is God's business. Your business plan Is God's business plan. Your ideal clients are the people that God has assigned to you to help. And your business finances and income are God's finances and income. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, if God has a plan to abundantly bless your business with wealth, it's not your job to hold it back you are a conduit. God wants to use you. He wants to work in you and through you to impact other people through your business. And you have no idea the plans that God has for your business. That's the exciting part. Like anything that I could possibly come up with, like as, as like what, how great my business could be. God has a plan that's bigger and more amazing than that that my mind can't even think of it right like that's what the bible says that our mind can't even conceive the things that god has for us and god will bless you so abundantly so that you can bless others he wants to get it to you so it can flow through you and you don't want to hinder god's blessings in your life or others by squashing it before it even starts with these limiting beliefs You know, and the second thing I want to address real quick before we get into this today is the idea that charging for your products or services as a Christian feels wrong or that, you know, the idea that your products or services should be free just because you're a Christian. This comes from a poverty, lack and scarcity mindset, and it comes from You know, having grown up through the church with the idea that as a Christian, you have to sacrifice, that you have to live with very little, that you have to give everything you have. And that is not actually what the Bible says. So we need to explore that and we need to get rid of that poverty thinking. I've talked about this before on my podcasts and in my programs that you know, John 10, 10 says that Jesus came to give us life more abundantly. That word abundantly means in the original uh, Greek language means superior in quality and a lot in quantity. That doesn't sound like lack and scarcity to me. That doesn't sound like poverty to me. That sounds like luxury and a lot. So, you know, this is the mindset that I have when I'm thinking about my business, I know that Jesus came to do this for me so that I can be a blessing to others. And, you know, people think that because we based our business on God and the Bible, that our products and services should be free. So I wanna free you from this thinking right here and right now. First of all, the Proverbs 31 woman, if you read all through Proverbs, she had a business. And she was successful and she made lots of money and she reinvested it into other businesses. And I think that's, you know, everyone, all Christian women I know aspire to be the Proverbs 31 woman, right? So there it is right there. She had a business and she was successful at it and she made a profit from it and she invested in other businesses. So there's nothing wrong with charging for your services and your products as a Christian. Number two, pastors get paid to preach. They don't work in your church for free. Number three, Christian authors get paid for their books and Bible studies and things like that. And number four, Christian musicians get paid for their albums, their merchandise, and their concerts. Being a kingdom entrepreneur and having a kingdom business is no different than any other business. Businesses are designed to make money. The only difference that our businesses have uh, as opposed to the secular businesses is that we base our businesses on kingdom principles. We base our business on God is our CEO and that we are co-creating this business with him, that we are in partnership with him, that we are letting him lead us through our business. Right. Like that's the difference. But the whole money making part, we all make money, whether we're a Christian business or we are a secular business. And people may come at you from a place of their own limiting beliefs around money and call you all kinds of names um, for charging for your services and products they may call you the Antichrist they may call you a false prophet they may call you um, you know just all kinds of nasty names they may call you the devil um, and what will shock you the most is that most of these comments will come from Christians especially if you're marketing to Christians so this is where you need to do the heart work and renew your mind so that you become unoffendable and untriggerable And this is where you have to stand steadfast and committed to the call that God has put on your life. Don't crumble and don't give up as a kingdom. Entrepreneur, we never give up. We never give up. We never quit. We just pivot. So do you know what your purpose is as a kingdom entrepreneur? Ultimately your, um, purpose as a kingdom entrepreneur, is to bless to impact and to influence others to live the kingdom life based on a relationship with Jesus Christ now the road to reaching others so that you can bless them impact them and influence them has many paths but they can only lead to one destination and that's Jesus and I want to make that very very clear So if you haven't started your business yet, or you started your business, but struggling to get it to work, here are a few key things that can help you narrow in on what you should focus on. So number one, let's think about this. What is your story? And you might, you know, after this podcast, re-listen to this, jot these questions down and really spend some time journaling and praying over this if you really don't know where to start or... Whatever you're doing right now, isn't working. So number one, what is your story? What is your past? What did you have to overcome in your life? What, um, how did you overcome it? And how did God help you to overcome it? You know, really spend some time in prayer and journaling and thinking about all the things that you've overcome what you went through, what God showed you, what God taught you, how did God get you through it? That's how I came up with the, uh, the foundational keys to living your happy ever after is I, you know, just journaled about my story coming out of my marriage, how I felt depressed, unloved, unwanted, abandoned, um, you know, super depressed, I didn't care about my life. I started doing, I didn't think that anyone would ever love me again. So I started doing really destructive stuff. Um, I was, you know, cutting and drinking a lot and partying and sleeping around. And I ended up trying to commit suicide twice. And it was at some point that God moved from my head to my heart that I was a daughter of the King and that I've always been loved. I've always been wanted. I've always been treasured, you know, all those things. And then he just took me through this process to get rid of all the junk in my life and to get rid of all the toxic people in my life so that now I am truly living a life that is, you know, I'm calling it my happy ever after. And I don't have a man right now and it's not based on, you know, any other thing than my relationship with Jesus. Um, He is my Ultimate happy ever after and as long as I focus on that it doesn't matter what happens in my life I can still be focused on having this happy ever after life whether I end up getting married again or You know, whatever happens in my life This is the key that I have discovered and this is a key that I'm trying to show other women. So number two, what is your worst failure and How did you move past it? How did God help you? My coach always says, your worst failure can be your biggest success. Now, thinking about my worst failure, I did not leave my marriage well. I did not leave my marriage in a way that honored God, honored my family, or honored myself. And so that is the next program um, I'm going to be offering. And I may do a podcast series on it. I'm not sure yet but it's gonna be all about how to leave your marriage well. If you've decided that, you know, if you're separated or you're divorced and you're decided that, you know, you're just done with the marriage and um, you're, you're having problems moving through it in a way that honors God, honors your family and honors yourself. I know talking to other women, they, one of the number one things is they wanted um, accountability. Um, you know, one woman said, I'm just afraid I'm gonna do something stupid. And trust me, I did all the stupid things that you could possibly do. Um, I had no accountability. And that would have been something that really helped me way back when. You know, but then thinking about it, I don't know if I would have accepted it back then because I was so miserable and I was so determined to destroy myself. So I don't know. Uh, Maybe it starts with heart healing first. But um, I'm going to be developing that program. So how can you help others um, overcome the same thing that you successfully overcame? And how can you point them to God to help them? You know, do you have a burning desire to help end starvation, teach others to be more eco-friendly, save the whales, inse- end sex trafficking, anything like that? Do you have a desire to start a movement? And then, you know, do you have a ministry you want to start? How can you make your ministry your business? So these are all questions that you can ask. These are great questions to ask to help you narrow in on the business that you could start or pivot to. And the experience that you've had are the very things that God can use to catapult you into a successful business. Then also, you know, thinking about your ideal client who were you back before you had your transformation or before you overcame the things that you overcame um, or when you had your biggest failure you know these are all questions i had to answer to narrow in on who i wanted to serve and what i wanted to offer in terms of products and services i've struggled in my business for three and a half years because i wasn't clear I bounced from one idea to the next and never gave any of them enough time to be successful. And then after joining my coaching program last year, I have gotten so much more clarity on who I should be serving and what I should be offering. And God has been with me every step of the way and has laid out a plan for me that I'm just basically being obedient to walking it out one step at a time. So how did I get so much clarity? Number one, sorry, I'm gonna take a sip of coffee real quick. Number one, I asked myself all those questions and I journaled about them and I prayed about them. And number two, I have a structure in place to build my business that's based on what my coach calls the three enterprises. And when he presented this last year to our group, a huge light bulb went off in my head and everything fell into place. And that's what I'm praying when I prayed that prayer today, that after you go through this journaling exercise and praying about this and writing down all these, um, you know, events that have happened in your life and how you overcame them and how God helped you um, really taking the time to do that that God will just bring it all together for you and make it really clear about what it is you should be doing in your business. So I'm going to present these three enterprises to you right now, and all the credit goes to my coach, Pedro Adeo, for developing this. So if you can, grab a paper and a pen real quick, and on the paper, you're gonna make three columns. Label the far left column Ministry, label the middle one Movement, and label the last one Profit Center. In order to have the most impact, every kingdom entrepreneur should have all three of these enterprises set up in their business. Now, you're not going to set them all up at once. You're going to start, in one, start with one and then phase the other two in when it's appropriate and when God tells you it's time. So let's start with the middle one. The middle one is movement. And I want you to write under the word movement, impact over profit. Okay, impact over profit. Remember the different movements I was asking you about? What movement do you have? burning in your heart? What movement have you always wanted to start? Like that big thing that you want to do to change the world, to impact the world. So a movement-based business is not a free business. A movement-based business does charge for products and services. But the idea behind a movement-based business is that you sacrifice profits over impact. So you never you never charge what you're worth in a movement based business. If you know that, let's say, um, a course, idea that you have based on, you know, what all the marketing experts are saying um, would be worth uh, like, let's say, one thousand nine hundred ninety seven dollars in the marketplace in order to reach more people and have more impact, you would charge way less than that. So let's say you'd only charge like $197 or $497, whatever you feel God's telling you to charge. And that way you can get more people in and have more impact. A movement-based business is always about what price can you charge to get the most impact to reach the most people. And this does not equate to free. People who consistently jump from one free product to another Never finish anything and never get the transformation that they're seeking or wanting or need. And, you know, they're basically just jumping from one thing to the next all the time. And when someone purchases something, now they have made an investment and they're more likely to be engaged and to do the work to get the transformation because now they've got skin in the game, right? Like they put some money down on it. So this is the impact you want to have. So what kinds of things could you offer in a movement type business? You could offer one of a kind experiences, online courses, group coaching, printed materials such as like books, workbooks, Bible studies, um, pictures, different things like that, products around your movement, shirts, mugs, keychains, etc. Now let's move over to the right column. This is the profit center. So under Profit Center, I want you to write no impact, no movement, no missions, and it funds the other two enterprises, the movement and the ministry. So in this leg of your business, you're purely focused on making profits. You aren't trying to make an impact. You're not trying to end, you know transform anyone's life. So what are you good at? Are you good at accounting, leadership? virtual assistants, digital graphics, um, creating games, online games. Um, there's so many options, right? Like take all those skills that you have, that you've learned from your jobs, you've learned from your education, you've learned from life experiences, you know, um, whatever it is, even if it's not like a paid thing, like a paid business that you were in or uh, employment opportunity, but there's so many life skills we learn along the way that we didn't get paid to learn, right? So what are all those things that you could do that you could offer um, to purely make a profit? And the purpose of the profit center is to fund the movement and your ministry. And when you have a profit center, you can sacrifice profits over Impact in your movement because you have another source of income coming in So when you have a successful profit center, you can have a bigger impact Now let's go over to the left column, which is ministry and under ministry. I want you to write mission driven all impact no profits This is where you can really impact lives You know, this is where your Profit Center can fund your ministry 100% and you don't have to spend all your time trying to fundraise to carry out your mission. You basically become self-sufficient through the Profit Center. Wow, that was a tongue twister. So let me give you two examples of how all three of these can work together. So let's start with my coach's business. He has a movement-based business called 100X, and it's all about raising up kingdom entrepreneurs uh, based on running their business around kingdom principles. And he is a living example of sacrificing profit over impact every day. I have never met anyone like him. He charges for his services and his products, but... For way less than what they're worth. And trust me, we get massive value for what he offers way above and beyond what he charges us for. And he only markets to Christian entrepreneurs through his movement-based business. And he can do this because he's created a huge profit center created around running challenges. Now, Most challenges you see in the marketplace today are based on the challenge framework that he created. And he has now become known across many industries, secular and Christian as the challenge guy, because he created this framework and you know, his business is only about three years old and he has earned eight figures now through these businesses. And through this business, through the profit center business, he markets to all kinds of business, businesses, whether they're secular or Christian, um, who want to grow their business through challenges. And he isn't trying to create a movement through this. He isn't trying to get people to run their business based on kingdom principles. He's simply showing others how to create and run challenges to grow their business. And some of the biggest names in the marketplace have hired him to help them with their challenges. Dean Grazioso, Pete Vargas, Tony Robbins, um, Russell Brunson. I mean, all kinds of people. Um, He's become very famous in the industry world or in the business world for running challenges. And, you know, so, so so his movement's 100x. His profit center is running challenges. His program's actually called Crush It With Challenges. And then he's got his ministry, which is based on missions. And part of 100X is a program um, to become a 100X certified coach. And as a test run, he's going to send his coaches out to the mission field, and then he's gonna expand it to other 100X members later. And, you know, one of the reasons why he wants to do this is because he's never understood why we send poor Christian missionaries to poor countries. Yes. We go in with very little money and resources and tell them about Jesus. Many get saved and then we leave. And then what happens after that? You know, many of these countries that we go to, these places that we go to for missions are struggling to meet their physical needs. They need shelter and food and water and clothing and education and medication. And we come in there and tell them about Jesus, they get saved and then we leave and then they still have all these physical needs, right? Um, So through the finances made in his profit center, he wants to send people out on the mission field with $5,000. With that $5,000, they can tell them about the love of Jesus, but then also put that love into action by helping to meet their practical needs. I love this idea. I hope he sends me one day, and I hope it's soon. I've always had a heart for missions and praying for the nations. I was a high school missions teacher for four years at a Christian high school, and I developed the entire curriculum from many resources, and I was able to take my students on several mission trips to Mexico and Fiji. And one of my best experiences, one of my best memories is that I got to lead an entire Fijian village on a remote island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean at night by moonlight, to Christ, I had to have a translator, um, but I did the altar call, and the entire village responded. That was pretty amazing. And then after that, I even got to personally pray for the chief of the village, who wanted a new wife because his uh, wife had just passed away, and there wasn't really anyone in the village that he could. Mary and they were on this remote island. So he was just praying for God to somehow some way send him a new wife So I got to pray with him and what an honor that was That kind of stuff really excites me So the second example I want to share with you of how these three businesses or three enterprises could work is with my own business So my movement based business is helping Christian female entrepreneurs who are separated or divorced move past the damage from their toxic marriage to discover that they really can have their happy ever life, happy ever after life, sorry. And like I said before, it's not based on the perfect man, job, ideal weight, designer clothes or material things. It's purely based on our relationship with Jesus and how living our happy ever life, happy ever after life. Man, that's hard to say sometimes includes running a successful kingdom business. So I'm in the process of creating a discipleship program to help women with all of this for a low monthly fee impact over profits. I'm hoping to impact over the course of the rest of my life through this 1 million women. That's what God promised me. And so in order to get 1 million in there, I've got to price it really low, right? Um So I'm sacrificing profits over impact for that movement. Now, my profit center, I haven't started yet, um, is going to be based on kingdom products and around my brand. And I'm still working on this and what exactly it's going to look like. And I haven't launched it yet, but that's purely just going to be for profit, like selling products. Um, And then my ministry, um, I'm thinking right now, will be helping women in other countries launch their own businesses and helping them to develop their leadership skills. And I want to develop a website um, that will help showcase their products and help them get the sales that they need. And I also want to help them with their uh, business startup to fund their business startup. So there you have the three enterprises and their movement. So it's ministry, movement and profit center. So I hope I've given you enough info to really help you zero in on your purpose as a kingdom entrepreneur. And, you know, I'm going to ask you a question right now. What do you have in your hand right now that you could start selling? You know, include that in your journal exercise and your praying. Um, you know, God may show you that you have something right now that you could start, you know, doing right now just to make some money to get in to help you start your business or to help you pivot. Um, you know, my coach, uh, last year did a three day, $997 challenge, and he challenged us to create, to see what we had in our hand right now, to create a product and to sell it, in, you know, over the course of three days and to earn, uh, $997. And that's a really super exciting challenge. Um, so I would love to hear what you discover through all this journaling and, you know, what your three enterprises are going to be. And oh my gosh, I would love to hear from so many of you regarding that. Um, So that officially wraps up this 10-week series. And I want to thank you for tuning in. And I would love to hear your feedback on this series as well. All right. Talk to you next week. Bye. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode created to help empower you to live your happy ever after. Love and shine.